Okay. Hello and uh, welcome to the Fish Tank episode two. Date is the third of December, two thousand and ten. I am your host, Sebastian Bowen. This week I am joined by Rory Tony Starks Osborne. The wizard Matthew Lee, you might know if he's black or Chinese. And I'm Richard, but really I'm Shig. Shig a show of London. Yes. Uh, if you want to contact the show at any time, you can grab us on the email, fishtank at london.com. You can also reach us at the Facebook with the same email. Or join in discussions on the fishtankpodcast.wordpress.com. And obviously you can subscribe to iTunes. Right. So the, this week's episode is all about music and the music Hopefully. business. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, well, let's just start off. What, what, what have we all been listening to then this week? What have you had in the, in the iPhone or the, pod, the iPods, on the Walkmans, out and about, on the street, on the trains, on the tubes, mm. in the grind, in the snow? It's what tricky, you... it's tricky, because obviously if you've got those instruments and you uh, listen to the same stuff, mainly. So what's, what's, what are you jamming to? Oh god, some uh, drastic stuff really. Some, uh, Would you care to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> some kind of killing hip hop, man. Like? Uh, Death. Just like G Unit and uh, Big Lock and. <laughs> some uh, fuck music, yeah, basically. Yeah, I think it's because it's, cause it's cold outside and a bit bitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Matthew? Royce, Royce the Five Nine. Royce the Five Nine. You listen to that one? Oh, it's mixtape. I've got to get updated. Are you you not heard that? Trust me, Royce the Five Nine. I might have heard it, so I'm not going to say it happened. It's, it's called it, the mixtape's called Bar Exam Three. I probably haven't. And it's got the Innis interludes or skits. <laughs> the most interesting man in the world interludes. Oh well, I'm going to have to listen to that. He was okay. at Fabric yesterday. Really? How am I going to with Premier? This keeps happening. Yeah. Who? Like, Royce the Five yeah, Nine? Yeah, Premier. This keeps uh, happening. Oh my days. The other day. I was supposed to go, but when I got in, I was like, like, Cheers. The weather, isn't it? The weather's getting you down. It's bitter, man. You know, right. like, it's everyone from Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last, yeah. last time I um, spoke to another friend, it was like, oh, Elsa, yeah, I went to see him just the other day. Yeah. Fat and then cat. the week before that, he was like, oh, Black Milk, yeah, I just saw him over the week. Oh. Everyone from Detroit is coming here, and I'm not hearing about this. Leon? Uh, well, the music I've been listening to at home at the moment is like Bob Marley, Woody okay. Banton. You know, and I listened to Distant Relatives as well the other day. Yeah, on that conscious. Too. Yeah, it's getting on that conscious shit. But when I'm about, when I'm at work, I have to balance it out. So I listen to a bit of you know, Blueprint Free, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kingdom Come, you know, a bit of Jay Z, a bit of demonic stuff. I love that stuff. It's oh. the one. <laughs> I was listening to that today actually. Demonic. <laughs> like demonic. That. Yeah. You know. What's that? Is that a rap style? You know. Or is that right? Some rock music. Freemason stuff, you never heard of it. No, I wish I could enlighten you, but I don't know nothing about it. But yeah, it's great fun listening to it at work because you know it keeps you in that mood, you're jumping about, you're listening to the rich. Keeps the vibrations up. Yeah, it keeps the vibrations up. Yeah, you listen to that before
October. What about you, Shane? Oh, mate, i tell you what. It's because of the snow and that, yeah? I ain't driven. So <laughs> I've been, like, walking and getting bus and all the things. Have you got an iPod? Yeah. So what you've been listening to? Okay. So on my iPod, yeah, I've got, like, a, quite a, a vast selection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got, like, i tell you, you heard of Legacy. Legacy? Yeah, Legacy. Legacy? Legacy. L-E-D-I-S-I. Legacy. Some beautiful black woman, yeah? Wow. Oh, my days. If you don't know about Legacy, then just educate yourself. So why haven't you given me a copy already? Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't have my iPhone with me, but... Okay. Legacy. Anyway, you, you know now. All right, cool. So, Legacy, yeah, number one. Um, uh, a bit of Raphael Sadiq. Okay, yeah. That he comes in there. Um, then I've got a lot of... Um, I've got a lot of big punt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Big puns. laughs> okay, bass is going, man. Yes. Also, uh, what's his name? Can, can I bus? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Only the old school though. Cannabis or can I bus? Can I bus cannabis wherever you come from? Yeah, oh, you know, it's the same cannabis. dude, right? So I've got that bus in, um, and some. Uh, there's so many others because um, all the old school. I've got like Joe the C. Okay, yeah. or oh, the freaking stuff. Not really, yeah, but that's on there. But, <laughs> that's not what I'm on. That would be the first one that comes to my mind. But it is a tune. It is a tune, no doubt. Um, um, you know, Jagged Edge, J E I A J E. Yeah, all of that. You know, it's right, just random. All being like an R&B kind of tip. No, not always. Because <laughs> <laughs> also in that selection, it was the great. No, no, no. Come on, I want to pay some respects, yeah, yeah, to the late great cool ruler Gregory Isaacs. Easy, okay. easy, yeah. easy. Yeah, because he passed away this month, or last month, last month, November. So and and he yeah. come in my he's in my in my iPod before he passed away. Ooh. So when the tunes bust. They just come in. Ooh. It's like, oh, I have to listen to them. And yeah, they, they, he was a ruler, a cool ruler. So respects to the man Gregory Isaacs. You yeah, know, for he lived in London as well. Like, okay. Yeah, married with his wife, lived in North London, I think. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. But Did that's he, what, he that's have what, cancer or something like that? Yeah, I think, I believe so, you know? Okay. But, I've been listening to a, a bit of Distant Relatives as well, the Nas and Damien Miley. Um, I usually play that one at least once a month. Um, also, a bit of Papoose. Yeah. Mm. He's, 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 he's great. He is great because the thing he does very well, he can do the the street talk and the fuck thing, but he does it very intelligently. You know, the wordplay is on point every single time. You know, and the flow is crazy. He's going to f- switch it up, different tracks. You know, so... Yeah, I've been listening to a little bit of Paps, um, Talib Kweli, mm-hmm. um, and that's about it, really. What about Farrow? No? No, no Farrow this week, yeah, actually. Interesting. I'm going to jump on it. That was bad, though. Yeah, I heard he's dropping a new album as well, so I'm looking forward to that. I saw Farrow this year, concert, at the uh, Jazz Cafe. That was a jump-off. Yeah, okay. it was a jump-off, trust me. <laughs> it was bowdy. Um, the crowd went absolutely bananas, like pretty much throughout the whole 
the whole concert. But yeah, man, he, he, he showed that he can do it live as well. It's not just a studio but, team. Uh, as, um, I've been to the Jazz Cafe. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You've been there. You've been there. Yeah. Have you, I've been there like before. Remember the like the non-smoking ban? Oh yeah, coming? yeah, yeah. So I've been there before then. Yeah, because what that was one of my little places. Yeah, <laughs> I used to take a girl there. Yeah, upstairs yeah. on the back of the yeah. a bit of dinner. Look down on the band. Yeah. Billy Bollocks, you know what I mean? Billy Bollocks. Yeah. Got Bollocks this week. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to do that. But, and like, it was all right. Them times I used to smoke. I don't smoke anymore. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's another story. But, yeah, and he used to be up there, you know what I mean? Everything's good. But then, the really non-smoking thing come out. It all got different. It has. It has changed the whole club going out kind of scene there. In the ca- in that in that place though, in that venue, what the best place to be is like where the stage is. You've got to be to the to the right of the stage, mm-hmm. and they've got this little staff bit. Yeah, and you can just go in this little door and you can go out. Yeah, but that is the only place. If you're like up in the balcony or over the other side, you you you, you got to start getting your hands stamped to go outside, and it's long. You know what I mean? If yeah. you smoke, but yeah, yeah, I don't smoke anymore. Then you got to stand outside in the street anyway. That's never good. Never good. I'm not really feeling that. Look. Never good. Although you could get a good experience standing out in the street. Like smoking <laughs> or just generally just standing. Well, out you could be smoking. You could be just standing in the street, but a good experience could come your way. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. The, but then again, a bad experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The balance. But if you're a positive somebody, mm-hmm. more likely a good experience will come your way. You know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. true and it couldn't, I'm not saying like, oh, someone's going to walk by and drop that, drop, drop some money or something. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you dream of that happen. though, every day, innit? You just think, <laughs> why can't I be the guy walking behind the guy that drops the wallet? <laughs> That's happened to me before. Yeah. What did you do? Were you honest? Did you, uh, <laughs> did you tap him on the <laughs> shoulder and say, excuse me, sir, but I, I believe you dropped a wallet? I'm sure I would have done, but he was, <laughs> he, he was in a car, I was on a bike. <laughs> So how did, how did this happen? He come out of the car. <laughs> and I'm behind the car, you know, on a bike. And I did, I did, I got the wallet and I pedaled as hard as I could. <laughs> I tried to reach the brother to give him back his wallet, but he just drove off. What could I do? <laughs> what could I do? So I wait, why did the wallet get thrown out the window? I, 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 it's a mystery till today. <laughs> it's one of them mysteries, yeah, that I don't really care about. I ain't, really, I ain't trying to figure it you out. You try Colombo it and like, <laughs> put it, piece it all together. What you know was I mean? in the wallet? What kind of stuff was in it? Money. Mm. Was there a lot of money? How much money it was, was in there? It was for the time, because I was only about... Any ID? Oh, nah, look, I was about... I must have been about, what, 10, 11 years old. Okay. Yeah? And, like, it must have been about... Five of us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what was in the wallet. There was money and luncheon vouchers, I remember, because <laughs> yeah. me and my brother, my older brother, yeah, we was all riding these bikes, cowboys, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, some friends with us, and then, like, we was riding down this place, Thamesmead. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this car, brown car, that's what I remember, it was a brown car, and something come out of it, and where I was positioned, I was like, I was the one who stopped, picked it up. And then saw it was a wallet, tried to chase after the car. <laughs> we all tried as hard as we could. <laughs> Unsuccessful, as you say. So then he comes to, to spit it up. And I remember 
to this day, there was £36 in there, yeah? £36. £36 <laughs> and like about £18 worth of lunch vouchers. Do you remember what you spent the money on? Well, we bought a lot of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I love my days. Lunch vouchers went on Mac- Mackie D's, mate. Woolwich High Street, Powie Street. <coughs> remember that? But yeah, obviously, I got the biggest cut. Then my brother got the next biggest cut. And the others got like a cut and then we and then we again I got the biggest cut on the lunches vouchers and then brother like a pack of wolves <laughs> well whoever gets it gets That's it, it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then it's like a status feeds it down I was everybody's power that day you do that rule <laughs> like if you're walking down the street and you find money and you're with someone you just split it off all depends who I'm with yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking yeah. about McDonald's Paris Street you, you know the thing with that McDonald's. Well, not the history behind. Well, Golden Arch. No, 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 no. I heard it is the first McDonald's in Europe. Yeah, what? The it, one is, in it is true. Yeah, wow. it is true. The first McDonald's in Europe. Yeah, yeah. First of all, but I, do you know another fact that not a lot of people know? It's also the first McDonald's in Europe that they found a rat's tail. <laughs> inside a Big Mac. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're Maybe I got to KFC. KFC. Uh, you know, I tell you a story about that one. No, <laughs> KFC. No, no. They're not going to allow them. I can't go in there. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Considering we just said something. Someone might come for me. <laughs> well, they will come for you. you know? I know, but McDonald's is good. Not necessarily good for you, but it's good. It it's provides, enjoyable. It provides lots of employment for people and the economy of all the countries that it's based in. No, 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 no. You know, I just said something else, yeah, so I'm just balancing out. Yeah, okay. I don't want no one to. No, I'm not joking when I say they might come for me. I don't want no one to. Come <laughs> that was a law case. Yeah, I like the McDonald's. I have McDonald's at least once a month, and I'm not going to lie. Maybe once every three months. And do you sing the, 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 the theme tune? Because you know the theme tune, apparently, if you, if you say the. The whistle thing, when you do the whistle thing, they have to say, I'm loving it at the end of it. What, Did you know in that? the store? Yeah, the cashier. If you, if you go up to the counter and you do the, <laughs> that whistle. What, what whistle? Do the whistle. The theme tune. Let's do the whistle. Let me hear the whistle. <laughs> I swear, I will, I will go to McDonald's tomorrow just to do it. Are you sure? You know that? Yeah. And they're supposed to say, I'm loving it. And what if they don't? I don't know, they get punished. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to go right behind you and do it again. I think everyone should try that. No, but there is this thing as well with the Burger King one, isn't there? What, what's the Burger King one? Having you your way or something? No, nah, not the slogan thing, but it's like, if you don't, they don't give you a receipt. Yeah, they don't give you a receipt. Meal, yeah, yeah. Your meal is your free. Your meal is free. Yeah, I heard of that one. Yeah. You know, you forget. So, so you, what, you then, try and distract them. When they're about to do the whole money transaction receipt, start asking them about stuff like, well, you know, what's your, yeah, what's your favorite, you know, album or whatever. And then if you don't get the receipt, you say, well, I'm not paying for that. There's nothing they can do. Yes, they can just say, there's your receipt. <laughs> <laughs> and then they ask you for the money again, and then you can't say nothing. No, because no, you haven't had the receipt. No. If yeah, I was the if- manager. If right. your if your bag if your hand no. touches your food before it touches your receipt, then the meal, the meal is free. Really? Not in my restaurant. If your hand that's what I heard the from the, 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 the money. Why? What's the point of that rule? 
I don't know what a point of that rule yeah, is. Yeah, we, we was back this way. Why that rule came in. I'm going to write to them. <laughs> You're going to write to... You're going to write to Mr. King? I think, you know, it's an email, isn't it? It's, I think it's Mr. B. King. Yeah, so why is that rule there? And I'm sure I'll get an explanation. If not, I'll get a free burger. That's <laughs> <laughs> how they work, you know. At the very least, I swear, you'll get some batches. If you, if you, like, if you like, complain, like, to someone, yeah. like, Mark Suspenser or whatever, and say, they say, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, that's not good enough. <laughs> You get some vouchers through the door. Yeah, you will. You will get something for free. That's the only good thing. The time to do that. They don't want bad publicity. No, the good it? thing about complaining is you will get free shit. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I, I reckon I commend, I should say, all those people that complain. I no, we don't, we don't complain like, enough, do we? We don't actually... Because I don't take shit back, to be honest, unless it's electronic and it don't work. Well, that's the hardest thing that's to only, take That's back. the only thing I don't... You know, that I will take back. Anything else, I kind of like... I'll just be like, oh, well, it just didn't work out. This transaction yeah, got messed up. Got bumped. But... <laughs> I'll tell you what. You see that shop Argos, yeah? Yeah, I've heard of it. Everybody listen to this show. <laughs> they got this thing, yeah? Certain things you buy there, yeah? Like electrical things. Even if it's like... Let's say, I don't know. Anything electrical. Yeah, they got this thing yeah, where you can't, you cannot replace it. As soon as you buy it, yeah. there's no thirty day. No, they have a sixteen day no, money back guarantee. No, They've no. always had that oh, in place. Listen to me, Argos. Yeah, Argos live by the sixteen money day. Right. Everybody has an Argos catalog. Where's your fourteen Argos day catalog? money? Yeah, money back guarantee. Has the fish tank got an Argos catalog? We might have one. I think I've actually got an, an app. On okay, we're not going to go all day, but, but listen, they've got this thing. If you buy a certain thing, as soon as you walk out of the door, you cannot go back there and, and get your money back. I know, I know the only place I know that did that exchange. was... Um, you can get an exchange, not your money back, but you can get... No, you can't get nothing back. You, you take it, that's yours. If there's nothing wrong with it, you can't get an exchange. Let's say you, there's nothing wrong with it, you can't get an exchange. But if you change your mind and say, oh, I don't actually want that, like most things, you could go back and say, I don't want that. Give me my money back. They give you your money back or they put it back on your credit card or whatever or your debit. Or so whatever. you're saying you can't do that in no. So select goods. Items. I've heard this. Oh, no, items items yeah, I like this. Oh, my days. No. If it's things right. like shavers, no, obviously. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It's like a, like, I think if you buy a phone. I think yeah. if you buy a phone. Yeah, from something like that. It's, they it, they it's won't not... give you, if you bring, if you buy it and try and bring it back, they won't give you your money back or they won't let you let you exchange it for another phone that's worth around the same So what the is the deal then? What have you got to do? you got to have it. you got to keep it, yeah? But if you kick off in there, what the manager will do is they'll say, okay, give us it back and they'll make a fuss and they'll give you some vouchers for Argos. Mm. But you might not want to buy nothing else in Argos. Anyway, but I know how to get around that. Cool. What you got to say, anytime you buy one of those goods from Argos, yeah, if it's an electrical good, all you got to mention is electric shock. Yeah. All you gotta say is, I plugged it in and I got a little shock. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you gotta say. You see how quick, how quick yeah, they will give you your money back. They might even give you thousands on top. I swear, honestly, it works. Are you that serious? Is the, I swear that is all you gotta say. Because what I did, yeah, I bought, um, I bought someone um, one of those books, those electronic books, a yeah. Kindle book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I bought it, yeah, and I thought, yeah, heard uh, uh, they uh, talk about it, so I bought it. When I bought it now, she's like, oh, this is, this one, I can only get, like, Shakespeare. Who wants to read Shakespeare? You know what I'm saying? A lot of people. Right? Yeah. She wasn't the sort of girl that wants to read Shakespeare. Like, okay. Trust me, she wants to read some other, other, other stuff. You know, anyway, 
she wants to read some detective shit and okay, she yeah. don't want to read that old English and you know what I mean yeah. anyway so I thought okay I'll take it back and say it wasn't the one it was it's a present it wasn't the one here it is brand as new all I've done is opened it they said to me the same thing and I just said no 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 what you don't understand is when well, I turned it on the done. thing shocked me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Manager, the thing is a dangerous. You understand? Keep the manager come and give me my money. He didn't even talk about vouchers, money. I said, no, no, I want my money. I don't feel. I don't think I should trust this product. That's what you got to say. Anyway, that's a good tip, actually. Well, that's that's how you can get some free stuff. Well, not free stuff, but get your own stuff back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Try to take the mic, mate. Sometimes the big stores there. They've got so much dosh as well. Yeah. Anyway, talking about big dosh. Yeah. Music. Music. It's yeah. big dosh. There is big dosh in music. It is. Yeah. And there's little dosh as well. Yeah, there is little dosh. You know, what yeah. would you prefer? Would you prefer to be a big seller? Yeah. Would Would you do the whole? But to But to seem like you've sold out to your fans, or would you like to get the little dosh? But does selling out even exist it? anymore? I don't. I don't even know if selling out is even a line anymore. No. I think it's, that line is completely gone now. It's just get money now. Yeah, you're a you hustler. Like, what then, else do you do? But then everyone hustles for money. But it's, it's how much of your artistic you do it for the integrity money. are you? Nah, losing? I think I think I think. Well, it shows when an artist. You can see that an artist is enjoying what the artist is doing. Mm. If an artist is like, you can see that an artist. Most of them artists that ain't enjoying it don't last long. They're they're not there for a long time. Um, but there are some, obviously, there's exceptions to that. There are some that are there for a long time and they've just got the product and they're just pushing the same product, blah, blah, blah. But I think I would like to be an artist, if I was an artist, that enjoyed what they was doing. Because with that, it's just like the old thing where you enjoy your job. Yeah, but it reflects as well in, in the music. Of course. Right? 100%. You know, yeah. the crowd pick up on that vibe. They pick up on that energy and they can pick up on, you know, the work, whether it's worth listening to or it's just garbage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And manufactured or whatever. Yeah. But do you think there's too much manufactured rubbish now? No, I think I think that there's, yeah, I think there's more access to manufactured rubbish. And you, you choose to listen to manufactured rubbish. But if you want to listen to the mainstream, what's on the TV and all that, yeah, you'd say that there's manufactured what's, rubbish. But there's some good music out there. What's man-manufactured? Like... Because you have popular music, and a lot of stuff is popular music now. Even like, even turns to grind, um, hip hop, you know, uh, house music. They've made it into popular music because they put it under the umbrella of urban music. Now, it's urban music, it can be popular. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, what do you brand as? No, you see, you garbage? Can use, no, even though within I, the urban music I, industry, I, there is good music. I think pop music is pop music, and I don't think we should say popular music because popular music is a different thing from pop music. Why do no? But that's, that's no. What it means. Some people no, don't determine. No, 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 no. You could be. We could be in a bloody in. Um, I'm not going to stereotype, but we could be in downtown Kingston, Jamaica, right now. Mm. And we're in, in yeah. somewhere drinking, as we are now. Mm-hmm. And we're listening to some heavy dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be listening to some popular music there. There, yeah. In that environment. Yeah, it's popular music there. It's not pop music, it's popular music. It depends on what your 
surrounding zone is to where wherever it's popular and pop that's the difference i'm trying to get across okay and so let's change the word from popular and pop to commercial yeah would you say that commercial music has um commercial music in london because that's where we are yeah in from what we access or in to england mainstream commercial music do you think that it's doing anything <coughs> positive for the music industry i don't know because it, it hits different levels doesn't it it hits like the different generations. So I don't know what it's doing for the younger generations because I'm not one of them. But for me, it's not doing. Uh, uh, it's not doing a lot for me. But do you think it's doing a lot for anyone? I don't know. I think it must be doing something. What do you for reckon? Kids. Uh, I think yeah, the younger generation are are in it because they're the ones who buy it. They're the majority that are supporting these young acts that are coming through who are doing this, this music that some people might class as garbage, some people might class as being good. You know what I mean? It just depends on people's opinions and what they think about the music. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can't really say that it's rubbish or good. Mm. For me, if it's listenable and I can get something from it... I think, I think the main thing is if it's sellable. Because the way the, the music business is a business that makes money yeah. every day, every second of the day. So you might have an opinion on a certain type of music but if it didn't really make money it wouldn't be there so there but is a, that a good thing or a bad thing, thing Rory like is that a good thing or a bad thing that if it doesn't make money then the mainstream public will never hear it even though it could be probably one of the best tunes you've ever heard I think that's a major problem I just think that's like I don't know like I think it's a fact of force feeding Meaning? I mean, if you have something that you would class as good, mm. and someone else who's in a big company, who's a corporate guy, who knows, who knows how to make money or whatever, I'm not saying that you don't have to make money, but these people are thinking away constantly money, I'm going to make bare money. If they see a product, they know that the majority are going to buy it, yeah, they're going to pump that instead of the stuff that you might like. Do you get what I'm saying? But this Which is the part more... I find interesting because the product that they know that you're going to buy is a product that they have created. And in a way, put in your in your in your eyesight enough times for you to become familiar with before you to buy. It's not a natural progression for you to just want to buy it. They have to do a lot of work in order for you to still want to buy that. So now I'm saying, would you rather them do all that work for you to buy an artificial product, or would you rather them just do all that work to promote the genuine article? So like the the, the way the artist would actually want to portray. Would they need to do work. <clears throat> If it was the general article. Well, yeah. I think either way, you're still going to have to put, you know, the same amount of promotion deals in, the same amount of, you know, gigs and work and setting up, you know, the, the distribution But if company. it's a natural thing, if it's a natural vibe where it is, you listen to it and you love it and you think it's amazing, would you have to put... Because you can listen to certain music and you know straight away that you feel it, even though you've never heard any promotion about it or whatsoever, you just naturally feel that. And you're like, I'm connected with this music, I feel it. Mm. With certain music, you can listen to a Rihanna tune and you'd be like, oh, I don't like it. Mm. But after a while, for some reason, you're like, oh, I kind of like this tune. But yeah, that's because you keep hearing it over and over yeah. and over and, and over again. Good but that's about. what I'm saying. Yeah, like they're, exactly. they're making you like Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. If the good stuff was good naturally, you probably wouldn't need to be promoted. But it's not being played. It's not being pumped in people's head. I mean, if they listen to it the first time, they'd be like, I like that tune, that's amazing. But they haven't got the chance to listen to it the first time because all of this other stuff is coming mm. through. Mm. Can't access it. They can't access it. 
So not even that they can't, but they haven't found a way to. To yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. And I think there is a problem, like you said, being force-fed something, mm. and not knowing what else may be there. Yeah, I think that. Um, is so is that or? is that more based on the person rather than who, who's exactly. to blame? It? Is it the person or is it the the record companies themselves? If, I don't want to say it like that though. You become a victim, I think. Who's if, person? It, yeah, because like you give away your power to learn for yourself. The way I see it sometimes is if I like it, then I like it. If I don't, I don't. Whatever that falls into, that's it. But the only consistency there is. Normally, like the poppy type music, is something that sounds just like that. Something that was before it, and something that was before it, and that's the reason why I don't like that. That's exactly and what mainly I'm the about, music yeah. that is considered more, I don't know, underground or whatever. That sounds like something that I do like, and it, I don't know, they they that artist or whatever is going to be leaning more towards a more truer form of whatever that genre is or whatever. Okay, so why is that though? Why is it you can hear something that's slightly, like you said, underground or something, and it appeals to your senses more I so than, than the, the f- so you audiences? Because, think- like, an underground person, for instance, his audience is a much more smaller audience than. So that appeals to you? That the, the audience the is smaller? No, no, it's not. It's the reason why. I mean, I think that's the difference. His audience is a small art, um, group of people. And they're more into the deeper side of things. So he's gonna, his mind is into that. He knows he's trying to appreciate those people okay. that are into that more deeper side of things. So he's going to stay like that if he's in that circle. So but if he starts to expand to a wider range of people who they're just casual music listeners, maybe. They're not into this. Really. So he's, he's keeping like it real. So it's he like just, yeah. narrow band information. Mission. Opposite of broadband information. Yes. So they're going to specific audience mm. and target you know, specific fans that are into that specific music. So I think that it's whoever's ears it can fall on, whoever whoever hears it, it can de- can determine whether you like the tune or not. You ain't got to be a certain person. It's like yeah yeah. It's like, um, for example, I could hear an opera tune and I have heard an opera tune and I thought yeah that tune is bad. And you enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. And maybe I didn't enjoy it on an opera level, because I don't know what that level is, but I enjoyed (laughs) the tune, yeah? Yeah. So I enjoyed that tune, for example, but you wouldn't say I'm an opera head. You wouldn't say I've even been to an opera, Mm because I haven't. But I I also enjoy, I could enjoy, like, there's some rock tunes. Mm. There's this um, tune by Debbie Harry, some blondie girl. Remember Debbie Harry? Yeah. Yeah. From Blondie. She was blondie. Yeah. She's just some tune. That's, I, I love that tune. Okay. I ain't even going to say what it is because it's embarrassing. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love the tune. But do you know what I mean? I wouldn't say I'm into that sort of music. So, so what is it that resonates with you then? What is it when, what, if you could describe that thing, that feeling that you get when you hear a song and it, it's, it's just like goosebumps, like, isn't it? Yeah. Especially it's, if it's live, I will get goosebumps oh, yeah. all day long. And that's when I know that what I'm hearing is touching me when I get the goosebumps. Yeah. And I'm not a hairy brother, but I can feel... <laughs> I'm not, I'm, you know, but I can feel hairs sticking up and shit. Hairs I didn't even know I had. Yeah. Yeah, it's deep, it's deep. So that's what makes me feel a tune. What about you, Leo? Do you know what? To tell you the truth, last week we, 
you spoke about me being at my workplace, Adidas, and we were talking about rap stuff. Yeah. Death Jam. Yeah. Rap stuff. And the thing is, I saw this group called Roll Deep. And yeah. I've never really okay. listened to Roll Deep before. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I've heard a few tunes, like, just, you know, on CD or iPod or whatever, and I listen to it and I think, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. But when you see someone perform live, yeah. it's totally different aspect you appreciate it more because of the effort and the work and artistry and how they go about doing their work mm. you know that what they put into it you appreciate it more because you're seeing it live even though even though you before you listen to it on cd or yeah. ipod you think oh that's garbage i ain't got no time for that but when you see it live it's a different aspect live I mean, instruments not even instruments but just the way they're performing how yeah. they're performing you know because it's not an easy thing to perform for me, myself, I've been on stage in front of people and I know what it's like to be yeah. in front of people. I know there's other people that have done it, but it is a nerve-wracking thing. And when you see someone on stage and they're just like so comfortable there and they're doing their thing and they, they execute something so well, yeah. you, I think sometimes you can't help but appreciate it if you know how hard it is sometimes. Okay, then I disagree. No, no, it's, it's, it's totally... Yeah, I'm sorry, I've got to disagree with you. Elaborate then. Elaborate, <laughs> yeah. Say <laughs> yeah. your uh, reasons why. First of all, elaboration number one is that going on stage is not a nerve-wracking thing. Really? It depends on the person. No, 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 no. It should not, it should not be a nerve-wracking thing. It should be something that everybody should strive to do at least once a day. That's all you have. Yes, if yeah. I could go on stage every day, yeah, I would be <laughs> the happiest man in the world. <laughs> You know what? Why you know what? You know what he's saying yeah. is very true because then afterwards, yeah. Sorry, can I just say something? Afterwards, I left a statement on my BBM and I said, "If your heart is not pounding at 100 miles an hour, you are not living your life because you feel like you're actually when you're there, you feel like you're living your life. Mm. You know, is that's that, the only that time when you feel like you're living your life. Mm. Me personally, that's how I feel. Is that how you feel, Shake? What, nah, nah, nah. what what is the feeling that you get when you're on stage? On stage, it's like um, <laughs> a feeling of invincibility, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. immortality, immortality, immortality. Like God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting though because Leo's coming. Oh, no, no, Leo, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 that's interesting. But you can't be the same when you come off stage. When you're on stage, you're something different than when you're off. On so you stage. need an alter personality to be to be a successful entertainer. Would you say you have to be right, someone right. else when you're on that stage? When you're on the stage, yeah, the first thing that you learn when you go on stage, yeah, the first thing that you learn is that every 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 action that you do, yeah, on stage, yeah, you can't do it as if you wasn't on stage. Meaning so, what? Yeah, it's exaggerated. Yeah. It's exaggerated. It's bigger. It's larger than life. Mm. Yeah. If you if you just went on stage and walked like you would normally walk down the road, <laughs> people would boo you. Because they would say, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> and you're not a comedian. You know what I mean? And you're walking like that. Nah. So you got to strut onto the stage. That's, you see those guys, what are they call them brothers, was it uh, Oasis? They yeah, yeah, walks yeah, like that, yeah. but they took that as a bit further. That's yeah. how you, that's a stage walk. So they took like the stereotype of that and but, exaggerated it onto the stage. Is that what you're saying? No, no, that's how they that's how they walked on stage. Yeah. But what they did wrong was that they was walking like that in real life. 
<laughs> but they didn't do anything right. It worked for them, mate. They sold millions. Well, yeah, they sold millions, yeah. But someone would say that that's something that pissed them off. <laughs> to see brothers walking down the road like, what, what, where they, you know what I mean, from Manchester? Yeah. Jokers. Anyway, no, they were good artists and that, like Wonderwall, bad album. No, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so I can't yeah, knock yeah. them at all. But if I was going to knock them, it would be the walk. Off stage. <laughs> but that's but one right. thing I love about it, though. That's I love it. the walk. I love the him standing in front of the mic really? the way he that, does. This is, no. is it really an act when they're on stage? It was that them? It, was, it could anyway. be. It could be. It could be because I knew a guy who was like that on stage and off stage. So who, who's the better artist then? The one who's acting as if they're this pop star, or the one who truly is the pop star? They live. No, in. they're both truly pop stars. So they're both as they're good as each truly, other. They're both truly doing the job. They're both truly getting the call. <laughs> but yeah. one person's living it and one person... No, they're both living it. No, but one person's actually living it off stage as well. Like, living it in their personal life. No, 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 hold on. We're getting things twisted. When I say they're both living it, I mean, the guy that that, that struts on stage as he struts off stage, yeah. they will both strut off stage, but yeah. at, in certain situations, like for the, when the camera's about, yeah? Or there's fans about. They do it for yeah. the fans, they do it for the money. But there's another person that's just like that. Yeah, off their head all the time. And it would affect their life differently. You've got to be sober sometime. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be in your right... No, you have to be. Uh, that sounds like a line in your contract. <laughs> you to be sober sometime. Yeah. You have to be. Uh. <laughs> so, um, do we think there's... Evil in the music industry. I've, I've been seeing a lot of things on the on, on the, the internet of and the like, Illuminati and Satan worship <laughs> and all the rubbish, man. <laughs> this stuff is some of those. Wait, you said it was rubbish? No, no. This is why I say it's rubbish. Because some people like they like. I got a friend that like, don't really even listen to Jay. Like, because everyone's on Jay Z for it. Like, you don't even really listen to Jay Z. Yeah. Here's about that. Then he starts listening to Jay Z. try to find his fig, and he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, I don't listen to Jay Z. No, nah, man, he's on that. He's on that. That second shit. He's on that. Listen, I'm like, like, what but, would even but, make it so bad for you? Like, are you hearing these things, and you're thinking, now nah, I must kill? Or what is it doing to you, though? But is it is is? Would you say then there is uh, some sort of agenda going on in music in terms of? I think there's basically a reality issue. With a reality issue, yeah, within terms to what life are we living? Mm. Because at the end of the day, if you listen to what he's saying, mm. a lot of people might be living it mm. or want to live it, mm. you know. Because he says he's not a rapper, he says he's a hustler. Mm. If the man says he's a hustler, that means he's using the rap game as a hustle, mm. you know. So, this is a reality to him. Now, people who are in the rap game or whatever and are mimicking him, are they becoming a hustler because they want to be like Jay-Z? Are they copying Jay-Z? Now, if they're copying Jay-Z and then losing their whole... They're basically, what they're doing is is they're misguarding their soul of who they actually are. Mm. And they're becoming something that they're not because they're mimicking someone else. Mm. And that's an issue. Okay, confused. But is, is that <laughs> the case or is that just the effect of a role model? When somebody is set as a role model for someone... That word has been about for ages. You're, you're just naturally quite role model. You're going to want to base yourself on that, want to be like them. So is mm. it that or is it not that? It's just 
from a video point of view, not just not just on focusing on Jay Z, but um, from a film point of view, there, there is a lot of esoteric material like symbolic in the videos. Like the thing with all that is, for me, because I, I don't know what kind of value I'm looking, how deep I'm looking into these videos. But every time I see a video, I don't see nothing. Unless someone's pointing it out and going, no, but look, that that is that is exactly what I'm talking about. It's that, esoteric, because esoteric is supposed to be yeah, symbolic. That, so, that's symbolic. So is this the thing reason. now? So if you're looking at it from a really so, kind of really say shallow value, mm. and you're not seeing none of this stuff. What is it? Is this esoteric stuff still affecting you? Yes. Your subconscious, it, yeah, because your subconscious absorbs but is that, everything. Is that what you think actually happens? That's what does happen. Your subconscious, you can't not absorb. Your subconscious absorbs everything. Your conscious mind mm. chooses and you choose to what you're going to focus on, but your subconscious will be aware of everything. That's why you're able to identify. So it is affecting someone, even if they don't even understand what's going on. Yeah. Yes. Because then what happens then is your program that signature to mean something for a certain time where where, you, where you've been programmed you're going to be used because if you're programmed if you've got a program you're going to use it it must so be my goldfish effect because I just I don't I forget things easily I just don't think that's the case with me well yeah, you your conscious life forget things but your subconscious is on a deeper level and that retains knowledge mm. always and some people can tune into it, some people can't. can't. And sometimes it will just help you. So, also, now that you, when you could see all of these esoteric undertones and whatnot, mm. does it, is that like a way of breaking this whole, this whole effect? Or is it still happening? What do you mean, is it a way of breaking so, it? What, if I, I'm the shallow guy, I'm not watching it, and I ain't seen nothing. And then there's a guy that sees all these symbols and all this esoteric. No, what I have in terms of in terms of understanding the esoterics, yeah. I'm able to actually understand what the video is about. But is it still affecting the same way? What it, no, I'm able to read the video. So in terms of, I know what the video is made for and who it's intended for and what mm -hmm. the message is in the video for. Um, so. It, it changes the contents of the video completely for me because now I'm no longer just watching a music video. I'm actually watching, in a sense, a ritual. A I'm message. actually watching a message. Mm -hmm. So my 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 what I'm receiving from the video, totally I'm receiving on a conscious level. Yeah. You're receiving on a subconscious level, yeah. but I am understanding fully what I am. What I'm aware of what I'm looking at, and I'm able to pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm able to encrypt the code. Yeah. But that's meant for people when they're watching it who know about it. So it's it kind of hidden. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, is this all secret stuff for the people that could see it, and and they're just like, I don't know, they also, it it is also it. to influence those that can't see it subconsciously. Hmm. I don't believe in the deadly sins because I think that the deadly sins are there to design like because if you check the deadly sins, yeah, I mean seven of them, yeah. Yeah. You, I don't know the seven. Can you well, me? well, we can all work that out. <laughs> but, that's another game yeah we'll work that out in a minute but when we work it out yeah. we check each one of them yeah mm. every single one of everybody's done each one of them at one stage yeah. in their life up yeah. to now yeah. everyone in the world or just everyone, everyone here okay <laughs> everyone listening okay yeah I don't know about everyone in the world because <laughs> I don't know what's in this world you know what I mean? Mm. That's another topic. You know what's in your world, though? Well, in my world, yeah. yeah. But I don't know what's in this world. And underneath it and inside it. <laughs> and above it and around it. Anyway. <laughs> Talking about the deadly sins. 
<laughs> okay, let's go. Who knows one of the deadly sins? Yeah. Go on then. What? Uh, gluttony. Gluttony. Mm. Now, everybody has been, um, what's it, guilty of gluttony at one stage of their life. It's just like, now, nah, I've got a drink here, and I might think, yeah, I might just want a bit more. You know what I mean? Or like, a typical example, that KFC bucket over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going back there. I'm okay. going back there. Okay. Yeah? That's gluttony. I don't have to. I'm not going to die. I don't really need to eat that piece of chicken, yeah. but I'm going to eat that piece of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be gluttonous. Agreed? Yeah. yeah. And everyone around this table would do that. So are you, are you cool with that? Or does that play on your conscience? It's not a deadly sin. It's a deadly sin as a deadly sin up there, but I never knew to that. me, it's not. I don't class it as a deadly sin. It's just mm. like I'm just having a bit more chicken. <laughs> so, so do, when you're eating that chicken, yeah. do you feel any morally? You know, do you feel morally wrong from eating that chicken, knowing that you don't need to eat that chicken? Do you feel like you're committing a sin? No, I feel like I'm just. I'm Filling your belly. <laughs> I'm eating chicken feet. Yeah, indulging in it. I'm thinking, what well, I pay for it. It's yeah. been bought. Um, I'm not going to throw it away. I'm not going to waste it. Yeah, true. Well, you know what I mean? One lot. Exactly. So that's where I say, okay, that's one. Gluttonous. Who knows another deadly sin? I said I don't know none of them. Pride. Pride. That's a sin. Yeah, pride, pride is a sin. Is a sin. Jesus. Pride. Everyone's guilty of pride. You do something, you run and I did that. <laughs> if, if, if you've never said to anyone in your life, I never did that. If you told someone you did something, yeah, that's your guilty of, of that dead decision. Yeah, you're proud of it. You're claiming for that. What, so what else sloth. is there? Sloth. What's a sloth? That's when you wake up on Sunday yeah, and you don't get out of bed. Is that truly a dead decision? Yeah, sloth. You just lay there, man. You don't wash, you don't even brush your teeth. <laughs> and you go back to bed oh, the same day. That's a sloth, man. And you eat in your bed. Everybody's done that. I've done that. Yeah, that's sloth. Next one. Envy. Envy. What? I've envied people before. I'm not going to tell you who, but I've envied people before. People I don't even know. I've envied people on the TV. What, what, have, you, what have you envied them for, though? I used to success. want success. No, okay, for example, when I was about seven, I used to want to be the six million dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I envied the fuck out of him. Steve Austin. You know how strong and how fast he can move? Yeah. Everybody, I envied him. That's envy blood. Dead, <laughs> deadly sin at age seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> don't make sense. Somehow, these, these, these deadly sin rules don't make sense so far. Yeah. Okay, what's the next one? Is revenge one or raft or Lust raft? Yeah, raft. Yeah. Raft, that revenge business. Yeah. What? That's sweet, isn't it? The one minute they tell you it's sweet, the next minute it's a deadly sin. <laughs> Make your mind up time. That's true. Yeah, it depends whether you're reading from the new or the old. So, right. so do you feel in... But they just mean raft in just anger. Just being yeah. angry. Yeah, but... Mm, raft. Yeah. It's the same like, as anger. It's like rough. Feel the rough of whatever. Yeah, it sounds anger. more expensive than just anger. It's like a revenge. Like raft, yeah. Raft is like it's like you done me rage saying, and... feel my rage. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> feel my rage. Yeah, and everyone would love to do that. that. It's a testosterone <laughs> thing built in to most blokes. So you're saying the deadly <laughs> sins then are, are, are pointless? No, no, they're not pointless. It's a strange. They're obviously there for a reason. What are they for? 
I don't know, but my opinion, because mm. I don't, my opinion is not always correct, but my opinion is they're there probably to, as a, like a, a, a rule book, a lesson. Do you reckon it's meant to enlighten you to who you are because you wouldn't know about any of this stuff? Do you get what I'm saying? From a baby, you learn this, all this kind of stuff. No, all no, those no. concepts pretty much. You think I'm coming from the vibe of, yeah. right, you got like, a, a new society, yeah. yeah? Mm. So you've obviously, naturally, you've got the people controlling it, the rulers. Mm. So they've got to come up with something that's going to control these loads of these people, these peasants, yeah? Mm. Now, they can say that, right, you've got like a rule book. You do this, you do that, you do that, and then everything's good. But if you do that, you do that, you do that, everything's going to be bad. To control the majority, mm. they're going to go with, oh, I want to be good. Yeah. You understand? That, that's where I'm coming from. I don't know if it's true, it's just my opinion, but it seems to make sense to me that when you get those sort of like rules... Where they level your consciousness. Yeah, because even those level. rules now are the laws of the land in the modern day society. Mm. It's, it's been carried on, you know what I'm saying? But, but then, we're, like you said, we're all victims of those rules. Yeah. We live by them. But is that because they promoted a lot? Going back to the music industry, hmm. are they are those rules promoted to us on a on another level in terms of like you know music resonates with the soul, hmm. so therefore we see a lot of that in the music videos. It's about pride. It's about you know being better than the other person, gluttony, needing more, taking more than you need. A lot of lust. A lot of lust. Definitely a lot of lust nowadays. Uh, so. Wouldn't you say that's engaging on those frequencies, which is kind of enhancing the people that are around us today? Are we all just tapping into a frequency that just basically promotes? We are vibrating at a certain level. Yeah. So if we pick up this, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it depends what you're listening to though as well. Yeah, it does. Because, but don't forget, mainstream are listening to the mainstream. That's what it's called, the mainstream. So, and I think the, 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 um, what's sad is that I don't think a lot of people know what music is out there. There's so much more music out there oh, yeah. that has not been tapped into mm. because they will turn on the TV or the Radio 1 or whatever mm. and listen to the charts. And I mean, listen music in there, I tap my feet to, I dance to at a party. Yeah. But I oh, there's something by it. Yes. So whose chart is it? Would you say you all know a little bit about hip hop? Mm. I'm gonna put it out there. Who's the best rapper? Oh, <laughs> no, you can't. You can't even now, say that. You know, no. what, you know what? You know what? Okay, yeah. I can tell can you. I tell you something? I can tell Do you. you. Remember the other day when I was here, and I stayed here on the on the couch, and you left me listening to Pat Poots. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? that I did not sleep. <laughs> I, listened, I listened to 400 however many tracks that was on there tracks, yeah. over and over and over <laughs> again. Because this guy just captures me with his lyrical wordplay. Yeah. For me, today, if you want to listen to a lyrical artist, metaphors, everything, punchlines, everything, flow, everything, so you listen to pa flow, so sometimes he's got some mad stuff going yes, on. Like definitely, you listen to his stuff. You're like, no one else has got that flow. Like no one is even thinking of flowing like that. For me, have, do you get what I'm saying? Flow, and his pronunciation of words, his delivery, and what he talks about, his intellect is just 
vast. It's, it's amazing. He's a very intelligent person. And for me to listen to that guy at the moment, I would say for me, Papoose is is he's number one. Right he's now. he's number one. Like I can listen to Jay Z and enjoy it. I can listen to Nas and enjoy it. I yeah. can listen to A Z and enjoy it. I think these rappers are amazing. But when I listen to 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 Papoose. He does a Raekwon on me because when I listen to Raekwon, he makes me think a lot. Mm. And that's what Papoose does, but he does it more in a simple way because it's more blatantly simple. With, with Raekwon, it's a lot of slang, so you have to break down what he's talking about. But with Papoose, it's, it's simple, it's laid down, but it's just so witty and it's, it's, it's very intelligent. Papoose is strange to me because for some reason, my mind always kind of underrates him. Even though I've heard lots of his tracks and I do like him, I reckon he's bad. And then... I'll be listening to it, and then this, either, it could be the same track, and I'm always like, no, he, no, he's way better than I thought he was. <laughs> like, but it keeps happening all yeah. the time. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, you know, he's 100% for me up there in terms of lyrical ability, in terms of concepts for tracks. Definitely. Um, Are you talking best rapper of all time? Thank you. Thank you. This is what I was saying. Know what? For the moment. I can't wait to speak. This, 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 <laughs> if you listen to what Thank I said, you. if you listen no, to what I, I said heard. at this moment, yeah, yeah. for me, yeah. personally, yeah. at this moment, <laughs> at this moment, it's Papoose. Okay. All right, Shag, what about you? No, no. You go first. <laughs> go on, Rory. Oh, man. No, because I don't know. Like, um, best. Rapper, hey, this is not, this this is not the like, best rapper in ever. terms of who is the best rapper that everyone thinks is the best rapper. This is who do you consistently, for some reason, keep coming back to that album, that flow, that person, that style, that dead, rapper, dead or alive. period. You know what I mean? Dead or alive, but some rappers, dead or fall alive, off. some rappers fall off though. Some rappers could have a hard first album, yeah, and, but then the second album don't match, and you're it's like, oh, I only like them in the first album. So then, what? So you're saying you want to do? Are we working from the moment? Or are we working from like? Ah, oh, there we go. This is this is no, where, no. This you is add your say, bro. I'm not serious, bro. Because the question wasn't stated properly. No, nah, no, nah, it was stated. I understood it, <laughs> <laughs> and all, all the listeners are understanding it. All right. So let's not go back. Let's go forward. Let's go let's forward. Best rapper. Best rapper. Probably my best rapper is probably Big Pun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Pun. Sick. Big Pun. Big Pun. Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. Okay. So it's too big. Because the way it works, it's, it's the thing is that this is it's the, it's the timing, and that's thereabouts. Like listening to the first, that's probably the first hip hop album I heard. Yeah. Thereabouts the first. Or Ready to Die album. Yeah, yeah, ready yeah, to die. Yeah. So it's the timing, the timing of me getting into hip hop, in it, like really into it. Yeah. And if that album came about, or I heard it at that time, the timing was just perfect for yeah. that to be. Yeah. For Biggie to be, he could bring out shit albums, albums after yeah. that. It don't matter. Yeah. He's already, it's yeah. already set. Well, that's so why I feel big pun as Buster well. Buster Rhymes kind of out there as well because he was around that time. Yeah, as well. I feel like big pun. Big pun. Well. I can't use like as well. First time I heard that capital punishment <laughs> track. On the Capital Punishment album, exactly. that blew my mind, and that opened up a whole world of yeah. how music yeah. can be. I think that's that's what Pun did for me in many ways was just like showing me that you can totally break the boundaries in terms of a you can make an album completely how you want to make the album. There ain't got to be too much unnecessary bullshit that you don't want on your own album. It was totally how he is 
as a person, but the flow was <laughs> crazy, ridiculous, yeah, Nuts. insane, rolling like, tongue, yeah. But it's not just rolling tongue. It's, it's like every word, mm. every word was, was flip it backwards, flip it forwards, mm. like. When you oh, squish your face up to some <laughs> <laughs> ecstasy type level. Yeah. And you know, and it's an album that even when you listen to it again and again and again, there'll be a line that you just catch now. Yeah. And you've had the album for probably 10 years, but yet you'll listen to it tomorrow and there'll be just a line that you probably didn't catch yeah. before, you didn't understand the meaning of, you know, or in the context. And it'll just make you smile. You like that. Skits are funny. Yeah, the skits are funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are good people about albums at that time. Yeah. They had proper skits. So shaking. Hmm. Okay. The greatest rapper of all time died on March 9th. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. So you're in agreement with Matthew? Definitely. Like yeah. Tupac wasn't Tupac. Um, no, 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 no. Listen. Yeah. Tupac wasn't a rapper that I heard. I heard he was more of a prophet than anything else because what he was talking about. Was then he was a rapper and a prophet. Definitely correct. <laughs> 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 if, if you want to say he was a prophet, which is yeah. arguable, yeah. But he was definitely was a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> that we know. Because <laughs> he's got CDs. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what you were just saying about uh, Big Pun yeah. and how he touched you with his flows and the boundaries yeah. that he broke? Yeah. yeah. When you were saying all that, yeah, I was agreeing with you, but I was thinking about Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. Because I think that if you, his stories, his storytelling, yeah, 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 was so, so comical and so real. Yeah. Yeah, that you could relate. Even though he's he's from where he's from, we're from where we're from, but you could still relate. To his stories, he was mm. like a universal storyteller, mm. and the charisma he used, mm. yeah, and the different styles that he had, mm. yeah. that you know, pun. Trust me, you know what I mean. He's what about there. what about the other big big L? Yeah. yeah, he had. Yeah. He also had a great flow. He also had great cocky swagger. We had the most funny stories. If you want to talk about Biggie's here, what about Big Daddy Kane? Oh yeah, no, yeah, that swagger man. Big Daddy Kane. If you don't educate yourself, educate yourself, Big Daddy Kane. But I agree with you. What you're saying about Biggie because, like, he would use slang. But you, everyone would still know what he's talking about. Yeah. It's very genius the it way was, it's done. He was a genius, and and even now, and any of his albums I can listen to. Yeah, non-stop, bust it loud. Don't give a fuck what the neighbours say. I've done it before. I do it again. <laughs> 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 Let's just clear that up, dude. <laughs> so, getting a bit emotional there with that. But, you know, if you're working from the past, like Big Pun and Biggie and all that, if I was to say a rapper, I would say Raekwon. Yeah. I'm, I'm working from the mm. moment. I think yeah. Papoose is the best so rapper Ray at the Kwan, moment. For me, Raekwon is, like, for me, Raekwon is the person who I can't stop listening to because it's impossible. Because every time you listen to him, there's something that you catch and you're like, oh my fucking gosh, I actually understand what that means now. Because he's using so much slang. You know, every one of his words is slang. You have to, it's like hieroglyphics. It's like looking at a pyramid for the first time and thinking, what the fuck is going on in there? You don't know what the hell is going on there. But the more you look at it, the more you realize what is happening within that story. And that's the same with Ray Kwan. His, his lyrics are like hieroglyphics. 
He says it himself. Okay. Yeah, and that for me, like if you're talking about the best rapper for me would be Raekwon, but for this moment I would say Papoose, but the best rapper I would say Raekwon. Okay, well, for me, I would probably say Nas, and for the simple reason <laughs> that he not only was around at the same time as, as Biggie and, and those guys, but he was still around today. Mm. And I banged probably still make as many times as banged Ready to Die and as many bang, times as I banged uh, Unreasonable Doubt. Let's not forget that album as well. That was a good album. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's something about the way Nas tells a story that immediately you go into that world. Immediately, from the minute he starts speaking, the first sentence, he paints the picture, and then he carries you through with the verses. He carries you through to the end of that story. What's it called? Blazer 50. Blazer 50. That's a crazy track. The beautiful thing about Nas is that he was with Biggie, who's your favourite rapper, and with Ray Kwan. Yeah. And he said on Godson that he took took from both of those niggas to make who he is. Mm. So he basically, he traced them. To make Nas, mm. so yeah, he was, out, he was out before Biggie. Well, yeah, they they were rolling together apparently. No, he's more rolling with Jay Z. No, he said he was rolling on that Godson album. He, he does a whole story about how him oh, and Raekwon and Biggie were together. What's this, they, what's, what's apparently, Raekwon and Biggie fell out because of the whole flow issue. Who had the flow? Because apparently their flow is supposed to be all the same flow. Same flow. They just kind of drop it slightly differently. Same. And I would an say I would say Nas and, and Raekwon, but I wouldn't really. Yeah, Biggie sometimes, because Biggie does switch it up. And Biggie's just a slower version. No, I wouldn't say Biggie so much. It'll be on a rare occasion. Nas more constantly aligned with Raekwon than Biggie mm. would be. Because Biggie mm. would switch it the hell up. Oh yeah, Biggie could. And 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 his regular flow, I wouldn't even, nah. It'll just be when he's trying to do that. But I think as well, another thing that Nas has shown on his albums is this sense of growth. Like you get every album is literally yeah, a part of his life up to the point of where he is right. now. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you actually if you got his album from back in the day on Mac and you followed him all the way, you've seen him change as a person. He's never just been the same for the last twenty years. He's, you've seen all the different personas of that character, and his album reflects that persona of that character. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? If he's doing the whole flashy bling thing, then you know it's, you, you're going to be listening to the Escobar album. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I liked about him. Personally, I think he's one of the most underrated MCs in the game. You know, but I like the way that he's kind of semi-mainstream. Like he's there, he drops his stuff, he bounces. Because I think you know, probably the, probably one time I didn't really like him was the whole kind of Uchi Wali Wali moment. That wasn't for me what Nas was about. I know what doing he, the brave part. Yeah, the whole brave part, the kind of push. I didn't really feel that as much. I think now. He's back to where he needs to be, because for me as well, the Nigger album, I think that album is yeah, incredible, yeah, incredible, and it's followed up with Damien Marley with the Conscious album, it just, Again, yeah. it just to me, cemented like, yeah, I'm on the same wavelength, basically, and that's how I see it, when I listen to Stillmatic, that's what I was on, do you know what I mean, when he was on Escobar, that's what I was trying to get to, do you know what I mean, so it's like, and then he just kind of like breaks it down knowledge-wise, that, okay, that ain't really the most important thing, and you've, you know, he, he's, I've travelled with him, in a sense, through his work. And, um, he's, you know, he's consistent, like, you can hear what he's saying. He's one of the artists as well where you don't 
his voice is at the right tone, at the right sound, that you just, the words just float, they just go into your head and you can hear it. Did you ever write lyrics down? Write the lyrics yourself? What, for other people's stuff? Yeah, for other people's stuff. I didn't do, oh, funny enough, I didn't do that for rap as much. I did that for, when I was a kid, pop tunes, obviously, and then obviously as I got older, I did it for more jungle MCs. I remember, I remember one time yeah. I sat down, and painstakingly tried to write a whole Skibidee verse. Yeah. <laughs> Skibidee was in my head. Yeah. And I just know it took me forever. But I was so proud of myself when I learned that verse. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, but I didn't really yeah. do that as much for hip-hop. Because right by the time I got to hip-hop, mm. I was I was writing for myself, kind of thing. As I was saying, I got into that stage where I thought, okay, I'm starting to listen to hip-hop more. I understand it. And for some reason, now I want to write something. Do you know what I mean? So, and I haven't really done that since. Did anyone else do that? Yeah, I think, well, I think, again, going back to a big pun, I think when I heard Beware, I just oh. thought that track, when I heard that, that's what made me pick yeah. up a pen. Like, I just that, heard that, that track. That instrument was so Yeah, sick. it's just tough. It's just the best warning, man, ever. Jeez. Just Beware. Like, it's hair, man. For a first track on an album, it states up everything. Yeah. Just sets the tone. This is what I'm about. Just sets the tone, straight. But I mean, again, with Nas as well, on the first track, just sets the tone, yeah, man. It does. Yeah. I think my actually my first one or at least the first one I can remember has to be the first one Buster Rhymes I said it was put your hands about as can see oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like what the hell is he saying yeah. I had to write that all down yeah and, you just re- and it was cassette so rewind play it <laughs> no I didn't get it rewind play it and, it's just, and then you just end up writing the phonetics of what he's saying just the syllables yeah and then, and then now when I listen to it I'm like how could I write down the syllables that is clear as day yeah. how could I not know what he was saying yeah. that beat was tough that beat Dude, was yeah. tough man. so Shake, tell us about some of your um adventures in the music biz oh man you've had some experience in the uh, in the band and on stage and some of the ventures around the country. You went on tour. Yeah, Just that, give that, us a little... Uh, that's some nice stuff. A little antidote. Uh, something that, know, something I mean, that comes to mind. You have to give me a topic. Give, just say something and I'll tell you what comes to mind. Right, did you meet any other stars? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say the best night for meeting stars, yeah, mm. was uh, we, there was a uh, Sky Sports Awards. Okay. Yeah. Now, it was at the um, Grand Docklands. Yeah, Docklands Arena, that's yeah. where it was, yeah. And we was one of the bands who, it was televised, and we were one of the bands that went on mm. before it went, went televised. So there was like warming up the crowd in there. So there was about three or four bands went on. Mm. And we was one of the bands. So that's how we were there, mm. kind of thing. So after we'd done that, we had like these uh, badges or whatever. So access awareness sort of thing. Yeah. So obviously we, we stayed and had these all free and everything. So, so we used to, you know, watch the Sky Sports Award, Andy Gray and all that, blah, 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 blah. And an embarrassing moment was um, I was in the toilet with another one of my band members. And, and it was just after um, a match, a football match. Um, and it was Man United and... Um, what was that guy? He used to play for Man United. Uh, oh, don't, don't let me down now. Black guy. He used to play for Man United. Not Andy Cole. Dwight York. No, no, not Dwight York. He was a defender. Campbell. No, he was, no, no, no. He was a defender. I think they bought him as a defender. 
but then he played up front and he's played for other Dublin. teams like that. Dion Dublin, that's the boy, right? <laughs> so this, about a day before, Man United played and Dion Dublin must have missed a sitter. Like, missed a sitter, right? So imagine this, right? Me and me, mate, yeah? We're at the urinal, yeah? And my mate goes to me, out of the blue, what, 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 uh, what did you think of that goal? What did you think of that goal that Dion Dublin missed the other day? And I've gone, oh my days, what a fucking idiot, what a wanker. <laughs> I said, I could have been that this, and I was going on and on about how ah, these kids are getting paid too much, right? Next thing, yeah, I'm zipping up my flies in to wash my hands, yeah. Who's standing there? Dion Dublin. Oh my days. And I just looked at him, I didn't say nothing, he just looked at me, he didn't say nothing, but, you know, Vibes were exchanged and I felt like really bad, but my mate set me up. Do you know what I mean? Because he just said it out of the blue. Hey, what did you think of that goal that DOW didn't score? And I was like, <laughs> turn around and he's standing there. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, oh my days. Nah. But I met quite a few people that day. I took my picture with quite a few people that day. Yeah. Was that, was that quite a few stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stallone was the biggest though, but I didn't actually get a picture of him, but a picture of him. Mm. But you know this uh, Samantha Janice, Coronation Street Girls? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know that boxer, Naz, Nazim. Hamid. Nazim Hamid, McGuigan. Mm. And the best picture I got was um, George Bess and um, Dennis Law. Before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad nice. boy pictures, man. You got a picture of George Bess and Dennis Law? I was standing in the middle of them. Bro. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. And George Best was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, though. Still. Yeah, yeah. That is an amazing picture to have. Fucked, Dennis was holding him up, man. <laughs> <laughs> like we were saying, yeah, George, 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 yeah, yeah George. But like, That's enough, lads. That's enough, lads. It's got to go home. It's got to go home. That's what he said, man. That was Dennis. Ew. But they're like legends, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you're up there, you get you get a feel for the energy. Like, yeah. do you feel yeah. the crowd? Yeah, because, okay, for example, we used to rehearse because we used to dance, yeah? So, we'd re- if we, let's say we're doing a, a set and it's um, three, three tunes mm-hmm. or four tunes, it used to be three or four tunes. Yeah, when we rehearse it, yeah? Let's say we rehearse it. Mm. We kind of have to stop, uh, and then you know. And if we do it all the way through, yeah. Time we get to the end, it's, it's fucked. You're it's knackered. knackered. It's like, but you know the truth. So you, and then at the end, you kind of just go through it, but you ain't doing it full whack. Yeah, yeah. But you don't get, you don't really feel tired when you do it on stage because we used to do gigs where we do like um, three gigs a night. Okay. So How many tracks are like just two four tracks? tracks? Four tracks. Okay, four tracks. Yeah. Mm. It's the same four tracks. We do three, so that's twelve tracks and when you're doing it. You do and after the third one, after you finished it, you're knackered. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take drugs. <laughs> 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 no, that's uh, you don't have to. So there's a lot of that though, in, the, in the music business, would you say that there are a lot of artists on drugs? In from your experience, I don't know about don't, what, don't, don't, no, no name dropping, but don't, you know we don't want to. <laughs> I don't drop if you want. We don't want to bait anyone out. But would you say that it's rife in the music business? Um, 
I would say, is rife in the music business. Mm. To the fact that from the from the from the lowest levels, mm. like because I can remember the first studio I went to, like proper studio where we got things done. Mm. Um, it was there was you could it was there. You know what I mean? Mm. Maybe not for us, mm. but it was there. In plain view. Yeah, not for us though, because we weren't on that, or we couldn't. Mm. We weren't on that. It weren't something that we had before, really. Mm. Well, we might have done, but we was more into the music at that stage, wanting to get the tracks done. Mm. You know, it, you know, it wasn't until we was actually had the tracks all done, we was actually going on stage, going out there, and you know, it was like part of the rider sort mm. of thing, you know? Mm. Free booze. Mm. Free gal. That was, did I say it? <laughs> 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 uh, you know, you know what goes along with part of it. Part yeah, you just, and then it's all, and what it is, it's all playing down, it all goes down to three things, and, it, and it's accepted, it's accepted worldwide. Right? And you could be like a famous person or whatever, you could be in a toilet snorting your nose out, yeah. And someone could walk in and you just put your thumb up and say, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> and, that, and that just covers all your multitude of sins. Are you serious? Yeah, it just covers... So that person will just like look at you, laugh, and walk back out? Yeah. Or ask you for some. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think we should wrap up. Um, episode two of The Fish Tank is over. Remember, if you want to contact any of us here, uh, just go drop us an email at thefishtankatlondon.com. Also, you can search for us on Facebook with the same email. Or go and add something to the discussions on thefishtankpodcast.wordpress.com. And don't forget to subscribe to iTunes. Thank you. Goodbye.